Um, I'm, I'm excited about Genesis. I'm going to do Genesis next week in five 45-minute lessons at New York camp. Um, I won't do it like that here, uh, but wow, Genesis is really awesome. And I knew that already, but it's even more awesome than I thought when I've gone back through it. And uh, in this study, usually it becomes even more awesome still, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I want to say some things about how the book of Genesis is laid out. I assume many of you know this, but not all of you will know this, so I need to go through it. The book of Genesis has a very definite organizational structure that is imposed in the text. This is not, it's not, you know, I'm not talking about man adding chapters and verses. So look at it. In 2.4, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In 5.1, this is the book of the generations of Adam. And then in 6.9, these are the records of the generations of Noah. And then in 10.1, now these are the records of the generations of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then in 11.10, these are the records of the generations of Shem. And then in 11.27, now these are the records of the generations of Terah. And then in 25.12, Now, these are the records of the generations of Ishmael. 25.19, now these are the records of the generations of Isaac. Uh, Then in 36, verse 1, now these are the records of the generations of Esau. Um, I'm not inclined to see this as separate, but kind of a reiteration in 36.9, these are the records of the generations of Esau. Seems to just repeat that. Then 37, 2. 37.2, these are the records of the generations of Jacob. That divides the book into about uh, ten parts plus the prologue before 2.3. Now when he talks about the generations of blank, don't misunderstand that. When he says the generations of somebody, he doesn't mean that person. He means those that they generated. So it's the descendants of that person. The record of the generations of Terah talks about Abraham, who Terah generated, uh, the the descendants. So that's the uh, biblical structure of the book of Genesis. Do you have a question or comment about that? Yes, Cameron. And so, after that last section you mentioned, so the rest is about the generation of Jacob. Uh, Jacob? Yes. His descendants, his sons. Yes. He got a big section. He did. And most of it deals with one of his sons. You know which one? Joseph. Joseph. Now, if I was going to organize the book without looking at that, I want to suggest just another quick way of outlining the book. This is not scientific, but it will work. The first 11 chapters are organized around four major sins. Remember what they were? were, What were were the four major sins in the first 11 chapters? In the garden. 
the Adam and Eve, Cain killing Abel, Tower of Babel, and the wickedness in the world leading to the flood. That's pretty well the summary of the first 11 chapters. Four great sins. 12 to 50 are four great patriarchs. And who were the four great patriarchs that are featured in 12 to 50? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. That's a just kind of a quick way of organizing the book of uh, Genesis. Um, all right. Look back then at Genesis 1 for a minute. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, God is the main character of Genesis and of the Bible. He is the first subject in the Bible. He's this, this is amazing to me. God is the second most frequent noun in the Old Testament. I think that just means the word God. Not necessarily counting Lord or something like that. Do what? What's the first? I don't know the answer to that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, How did you manage to find out that's the second without knowing the first? Because somebody told me. <laughs> yeah, I have I found that repeating those, those kind of statements from you always prompts the, the question you can't answer. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got that told me what the first is, I don't remember. But yes, I, there's always questions I can't answer. Somebody count. I, I did not count them. Yeah, I'm definitely not counting them. You could probably go to some sort of a Bible program, you know, look up a table of word yeah. frequency somehow. Okay. Probably come up with that. Um, definitely, God is the main focus of the Bible. You know, I say God's the main character in virtually every story, every book, every chapter. The Bible's a book about God. And uh, appropriately, the very first thing it says in the beginning, God created. Now it's interesting that there's no argument for that. This is not like, you know, a defense of that. This is just a statement of that. Um, and, and I would say this. We're going to talk about this a little bit more at, at some times. Um, but many of the other nations had creation stories. Does that worry you that they all had creation stories? Now what the skeptic says is, well, you know, not surprising the Bible had a creation story. Because all the ancient nations had creation stories. So the Bible, the Jews, were just like all the other nations, they had their creation story. They, a lot of them had their flood stories. And, and the, the skeptical said, see, the Bible's no different. You know, the Israelites had their flood story, just like, you know, the other nations had their flood stories. You know, and so forth and so on. You know, it's just like, it's like they all kind of evolved, this religious notion. You know, creation, flood, and so forth. And they think that's a really strong argument against the uniqueness of God's revelation of the Bible. Do you see another better explanation for all the nations having their creation stories and flood stories, Jacob? All the nations came from the same person. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You know, would you not think that Ham and Japheth 
and the non-Abraham branches of Shem would have all still been talking about the flood and probably all still be talking about the creation. Surely Noah told his sons about the creation and they told their sons and they told their sons. Now, it's amazing to read those other creation stories or those other flood stories. They're kind of funny. You know, because they're often a battle among the gods and, you know, oh, just kind of fantasy kinds of things. You know, the flood is like, you know, the gods got so upset with men being so noisy. You know, or something, that's one of the many things they said. You know, so they're clearly not nearly as impressive as this. But it's not surprising they all had theirs. Because we, we all come from a common ancestor. And so I would expect that. Yeah. It's like, um, nowadays, most of the nursery rhyme and stuff, people got tired of telling history, so they made it, they edited it, made it in fiction. And now, now it's much cooler, and it's better, but it's based off of real. Okay, yeah. I mean, and you know how things evolve. You don't have God's superintendents. You know, over a period of time, stories just kind of grow and change and, you know, and so forth. So, so this is a, a creation story. All the nations had theirs, but this is quite different. None of them had a creation story like this, because this was the creation story revealed by the Creator. <laughs> so this is the right one. You can compare all the others to that. Um, so, that's, uh, that was my introduction to this. Do you have <laughs> questions or comments about the introduction to the book of Genesis? I do not plan to be here next week, uh, but Lord willing, I can be here for a few weeks in a row after that. So, two weeks from now, and for the foreseeable...